Alright everyone, welcome to episode 2 of the Too Many Men podcast. I'm Tony Pickenich, with me here as always, John Gallietta and Tyler Trish Dies. Yeah, I got a last name What's this up, time. everyone? Uh, we started recording at the halftime of the Saints-Cowboy game, and we got a little bit of a stunner on our hands, boys. Yeah, we do. I'm bewildered. John, what's the score at halftime? 13-0, but you would think it's from the Saints, but no, the it is the Dallas Cowboys who are up 13-zip Cowboys against the New Orleans Saints. Cowboys kicked a late field goal at the end of the first half to make it 13 nothing. Saints haven't really been able to get anything going the whole game, but... Absolutely wild. You hope for more if you're a Saints fan, or if you bet on the Saints like I did, you hope for more <laughs> offense in the second half. And the biggest play of the half by far was... Uh, Alvin Kamara not being able to get into the end zone, being stopped short. It was around the the one or the two. Yeah, it was like the big two. momentum swing, huge momentum swing. Mm. I mean, on the other side of the game, you also see Ezekiel Elliott having himself a game, one receiving touchdown, uh, insane amount of yards already just in the first half. Well, that that's the that's the focal point of, of that, their offense. Of their yeah. offense, it's get Ezekiel Elliott going, whether you have mm-hmm. to throw him the ball or hand it off to him. If he's moving, they can basically beat anybody with that because mm-hmm. he's just such a workhorse. I know uh, before we started recording, uh, Trish and I saw an interesting stat pop up on the TV. Drew Brees, what was that? How many yards did he have in the first half, Trish? I believe it was like 38 yards. Yeah, meanwhile, I believe Dak Prescott, last time uh, we checked, it was around 179 yards. Yeah. So... I'll, I'll bite uh, Drew Brees has had a limited amount of time on the field, only about six minutes compared to Dak Prescott. And you expect him to bounce back in the second half, but still, coming from the league's MVP candidate, head MVP candidate, you would expect a better performance. And you saw the stat there at the end of the half that the Saints had not been shut out in a half in 71 consecutive games, which was the active streak. Uh, the leading active streak up until now. Over now, yeah. And I look at our picks from Tuesday's podcast, and we all had oof. Saints across the board. Big oof. Expecting a huge second half here from Drew Brees and the Saints. I, told I have faith. I have faith in Drew oh, Brees. Oh, so do I. It's still a lot of football left for Drew Brees. and I would even say 13 nothing going into the fourth quarter. I would still give Drew Brees a chance to win this game. Yeah. I mean, we've seen crazier things. Mm-hmm. Especially from, uh, from that team and that head coach and... That team, that head coach, but we look back at the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. You had Falcons, Patriots, and they were down what 23, 24 points. Well, a little bit higher the... stakes were put on that yeah. game. Than, I, uh... I understand that, but you'd think the defense, if they were shutting another team down so well going into that half, and then they come back and it's like, yeah, they just were like, all right, let's stop joking around here, and they just lit them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do agree with you there. In like any NFL game, in a single game, anything could happen, no matter who. What team? Well, do you have any prediction for the second half here? You want to predict a score here at the midway point of this game? Uh, I mean, I think it's just contingent on uh, New Orleans offense getting something going. You know, as, as we've been saying before, Dallas has pretty much done a good job of, uh, what's the word for it, halting Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. All of those guys, and so we're going to need to see a big improvement from them in the next half. We, uh, it was also talked about the Dallas defense being a weakness for this team, but they allowed 67 total yards in the first half. <laughs> so bad. 67. 67. Oh, wow. Trish, uh, you got a final score here you want to predict? I don't even want to guess at this point. I think it's 
I know the Saints are going to put one in the end zone at some point. If not winning this game, they're going to put one in the end zone. They're not getting shut out. I think it's going to be all defense. Mm-hmm. It's got to be from the Saints here. I think to get the offense going, the defense has to get going. And they've forced some turnovers, but the offense just has to be able to capitalize on it. It might come down to the point where if the defense is going to force a turnover for the Saints, they got to get into the end zone. Mm-hmm. The defense has to score points here to get the Saints back in this game. I mean, you, even in the first half, you saw a few opportunities. You know Dak Prescott, reckless with the ball. There was like a near fumble yeah, he, opportunity. He, yeah. And, and, and he's usually good for the, the one or two interceptions a game in the Dak's second half. Dak's being Dak yeah, so, this game, and they're still lighting him up. It's insane. Yeah, Dak's where we'll uh, tune into next half for uh, Dak Prescott, see how he can follow up that first yeah. half performance, I guess, right? You guys remember when Dak was supposed to be like this next great quarterback? Well, he went 13-3 thir- so that first season. And all granted, his last season he did have no running game because Ezekiel Elliott had the whole drama with the six-game suspension. Mm-hmm. That was hilarious. Now we're going to we're gonna transition here to one of Trisha's favorite segments. Oh, yes. We're going to talk about a folk hero for this podcast we are trying hard to get him on the podcast i have talked to the philadelphia 76ers organization and they said all interviews have to go through them so the first steps have been taken toward this when did you talk to? i gave him a call yesterday (laughs) and i said i'd like to interview one of the players in your organization i did they're like (laughs) and their first question was who who the hell are you We're the uh, the Too Many Men podcast. We we have a cult following right now. But it is now time for the Milkshake Minute. Oh, milkshake boy. Minute. We focus on Shake Milton, and we have solved the mystery on why he has not put up any points for the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, The last few now. games, it's because he's in their development league. The G League. Uh, Shake Milton is not a Philadelphia 76er right now. <laughs> he's a Delaware blue coat. Hey, he's 22. He's got time to be the name. <laughs> exactly. Oh. The name of the league. Exactly. Let's see, Tony. Can you read off some of his stats then? Well, for, there's uh, only for one. Well, for uh, games in October, there's nothing. And But if you look at games in November, he's played six games and he's started all six. He's averaging 35.6 minutes per game. Oh, listen to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, listen to that. <laughs> Field, uh, 8.3 field goals made per game. Um, his field goal percentage is 48%. Not bad, not bad. It's not terrible. I'd... How many points is that? Like, convert the, like, how many I can't threes? Even, I can't I don't even see his points per game okay, on here. That's, you know, that's two threes. He's averaging 20.7 points per game in November. Granted, only six games for the Delaware Blue Coats, but that's some tough competition down there in the Listen, G League. The Blue Coats are that's elite in the good. G League, I've heard. You know, it's them and the... John, I'm going to look up their standings, and you better hope you're right. They're no the Raptors 905 or whatever, but... That's, yeah, or the the uh, Westchester Knicks. The Westchester Knicks. Who could forget those? Most people could. <laughs> what a team. But, you know, it's obvious the G League is no match for Shake Milton. And we're looking at the uh, the standings here, John. I'm trying to call you out on your just, bull. Just watch, just watch. They're gonna end up. He's gonna watch be, them be the, the number one seed. Of the is there a seating in? How does seating work Dude, in the I G League? I can't even find the blue coats. In is standings. there a playoffs? Does anybody in them? know what the G at League is? At least they're not the Wisconsin herd. The Wisconsin herd are one and nine. Damn, in the G this League. This is your G League update. Okay, the Delaware Blue Coats are four and five. Okay, okay. that's not terrible. Middle of the pack team, uh, trailing the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, the Grand <laughs> the Rapids Fort Wayne Drive. Mad Ants. Raptors 905, the Westchester Knicks, who are in second place. 
Hey. And the Long Island Nets in first place. Well, listen. <laughs> who can? Well, at least the Nets have some good teams. That's the only way a Knicks and Nets team can be atop any kind of conference. I mean, who who could be upset about the Blue Coats being behind the Fort Wayne Mad Ants? I mean, after all, my 2K19, my career player, was on the Mad Ants. So. Well, everybody's was. It was the storyline, John. Indeed. And so, who's surprised? <laughs> John, Fort Wayne is 4-4. Four and four. Wow. And the Long Island Nets are in first place at 6-2. and two. The Long Island Island Nets, shit. But the Westchester Knicks are nine and three. Who's on that team? <laughs> I I don't know who's on that team. Do we have no. any? Do we have any? All we care about movies? is Shake Milton. Shake. Oh yeah, this is the this is the Milkshake Minute. I yep. forgot about that. Let's get obvi- on topic. It's obvious that Milkshake Milton is elite, tearing it up in the G League. Yep. And if there is a G League All Star game, I don't know if there is because it is the G League. He'll be there. He'll. Oh, he's gonna first ballot. Yeah, first team, obviously. Captain, he's gonna be MVP in the Hall NBA very soon. Oh, definitely. and once he gets there, he's gonna tear it up. You know, the G League is the only the only league I I know of that sold the name of their team to a company. They were the D League, yeah, and then they made that stupid deal with Gatorade. Oh, we're the G League now. Yeah, man. Why? Because Gatorade. Listen, man. They already ha- you already have to have the Gatorade and on like the table in front of every press conference so yep. he's a, might oh, as well shake milton is averaging 37 then you have steph curry's wins. daughter just sitting there going my daddy don't need to take any this from y'all <laughs> 37 minutes and wins shake milton that's what he's averaging oh. 26 points per game and wins listen how's, how's his playmaking let me see oh 0.8 assists a game or is that no, 2.3 well, he's not really the guy to be dishing it out. Oh, yeah, because he's the scorer, right? You just pass him the ball, let oh, him go at, to work. Look at those points per game. You tell me what he is. He's you also know, not a defensive powerhouse. He's averaging uh, .3 blocks per game. This is stupid, but I'm curious to know like how many points the Blue Coats average a game. He has zero blocks per game well, do you wanna, in the wins. I, I can give you that information, that we are uh, able to pull up that information. The last game for the Delaware Blue Coats. Uh, oh, their top headline on their website, Milton. 32 points. Oh, hey, my God. Blue Coats Ed's, Edge Herd, Delaware 108, Wisconsin 106. Ooh. So I can only imagine Shake Milton is carrying that team. Is the guy down yeah. there. Yeah, he's, like, their, he's their man. And soon he will be the NBA's man. He is the next Michael Jordan. Listen, Trish, man. where did Shake Milton go to college? That's not important. Take a guess. It's in Texas. And don't say Texas, because it's not Texas. I was going to say the Longhorns. That's Texas. Tony, let me ask you a question real quick. Is it A&M? He went to SMU. Okay. (laughs) So, Tony. He was also drafted by the Spurs, and the Spurs basically immediately traded him. How could you give up someone so good? Pretty easily. You trade him for two more picks. That's fair. That's fair. But so they're going to be upset that they traded away the next Michael Jordan. I'm sure True. Greg Popovich will be kicking himself there in San Antonio. He will. I need you guys to all direct your attention to the screen. Oh boy. And Still on this, huh? The amount of threes <coughs> made per game by Shake Milton. Let's and just not look in November, at the amount of threes. 2.2? 2.2. How many threes? He attempts 6.3, John. How many threes is Mark Hill Fultz attempting and oh, making yeah. in November? <laughs> <laughs> so you really yeah. want to do this? I want to do this. There is no reason Shake Milton should be in the G League when Markel Fultz has like a seat with his name on it on the Delaware Blue Coats bench whenever he's ready. He deserves it. 
What do you mean he deserves it? He needs to go to the G League. That's what I'm saying. You're saying they should put Markel Fultz in the G League. Yep. John. He can't shoot. Shake Milton's not afraid to shoot it. He shoots it well, We're twice looking at a, a very small sample size from Shake Milton's six <laughs> damn games. Whereas I don't Mark- think he played in October because he probably wasn't there in October. Markel Fultz is dealing with a wrist injury? Yeah, man. He's hurt again? It's a wrist injury. You can't see it, everyone, but I'm doing air quotes because, you know, he just has the ifs. You can hear about the inflection in your voice. Uh, okay. Can we talk about uh Wiggins? One second. Markel Fultz is 28.6% from three this season in 19 games. Yeah, I Hold on. Go back to uh, Shake's. I think Shake has better. He does. He, he does. does. He has around 34%, 34.2%. Yeah, Shake Milton. But he is taking a considerably lower number of threes than Markel Fultz. Is. is he though? Wait, how many is Fultz taking? Well, um, Shake is attempting six per game. Six per game. Okay. And yeah, I know. And Tony, the tech guy, is horrible at charging. Markel Fultz is averaging point seven per game. That can't be right, right? Yeah, he's, no, he av- doesn't shoot, dude. But like, I don't understand. But he what, should be shooting more than that. He's not trying. Once he to. shot one he's three scared. this damn season. He's shot like maybe that's two attempts per game. Yeah, he's attempting point seven per game. Yeah, that's not good. What's he taking? Two or three of them this year? Yeah, like right. pretty much. Like it's in the double digits, that's, maybe like in attempts. Like, All right. Well, 10. it was it was the milkshake minute, not the milkshake <laughs> eight minutes. I like milkshake. I'm sorry, I, I got I got really angry. We're trying at so for a hard to get him on the show. You have no idea. Elton Brand, answer our calls. It'd be amazing if he was. This is a call going out to Harris Blitzer, the owner of the Philadelphia 76ers. The only reason I know his name is because he owns the New Jersey Devils too. We're trying to. Can we also get any Devils player at all on this show? Well, who do you want? That's ambitious. I'll take man. any of them. We can't even get Shake Milton. I feel like that'd be easier. <laughs> I will take I will take Nick Lappin. Well, he's not on the Devils. He's on the I know he's not on the Devils, but they they own well, them let's, too. Uh, let's pivot. Go to our next topic here. NCAA. The college football playoff. Now, dun, dun, dun. the top four teams: Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Georgia. Clemson, Alabama, and Notre Dame are in. There's no two ways about it. It's not Alabama plays Georgia this week. Oklahoma <clears throat> plays Texas this week, and Ohio State plays Northwestern. And Michigan's not going to matter there at 7 at 10 and 2. But then there's the number 8 team in the nation. The University of Central Florida, the Knights. 11 and 0. Who's got a problem with Have not lost in 2 years. Michigan at 10 and 2 is ranked higher than them. Ohio State at 11 and 1 is ranked higher than them. Oklahoma and Georgia also at 11 and 1 ranked higher than them. Where's so, the cutoff for the playoffs? 4. Really? 4 is the cutoff for the playoffs. Yes. Wow. So, I believe the committee is not giving enough respect to UCF. And they said it last year. They said, oh, UCF didn't play enough high-ranking opponents. So, we're going to put him in a meaningless bowl game against Auburn. Last year, Auburn beat Alabama. And I believe they beat Clemson, too. Mm-hmm. And then UCF beat them. So, for uh, some of our listeners who maybe, like, haven't been following the college football playoff race so much, can you explain, like, why... UCF is being snubbed out of the strength of schedule. They believe it's strength of schedule. Uh, UCF's only beaten one or two ranked opponents this year. They beat ranked Cincinnati was ranked when they played them, not ranked anymore. They crushed Cincinnati 38-13. But 
and I'm not sure who else they played when they were ranked, but they beat who's who they've beaten this season. They beat FIU 61-17. The game against Memphis was postponed. The game against Georgia Tech was postponed. UCF beat Maryland. Uh, Austin Pay, Connecticut, SC State, UNC, FL Atlantic, Pittsburgh, SMU, Memphis. Pittsburgh's a tough team, by the way. East Carolina, Temple, Navy, Cincinnati, who was ranked at the time, and South Florida last week. Uh, then they have Memphis in their conference championship game this week, which they should beat, barring anything crazy. But there is a path here for UCF to get into the Final Four. Alabama would have to beat Georgia, Oklahoma would have to lose to Texas, and Ohio State would have to lose to Northwestern. Which is all possible. Which is all possible. And even then, they still might like an Ohio State more, but even though I don't know how you put Ohio State in with a three-touchdown loss to Purdue on their record, and I could even see them still saying Michigan is still higher ranked. But I believe UCF's going to win this weekend. I think Ohio State and Oklahoma are going to win this weekend, and Oklahoma will sneak into the playoff. And UCF will be either six or seven because of it. And then they'll play in a bowl game against a team that barely missed the cutoff, and they're going to beat them again. That's what's going to happen. And then the cycle's going to repeat next year and the year after that. College football, in my opinion, is a little screwy with the way they do everything. It's because it's, it's, yeah. it's judgment-based. There's mm-hmm. no, It doesn't go by record. If it went by record... The top four teams would be Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and UCF. I mean, yeah, yep. just to me as, like, an outsider, and, uh, yeah, Trish, sorry I cut you off there, but um, I just think that it would make a little bit more sense to do it by record. It kind of seems a little unfair. Well, that, the problem that's what... with doing it by record is all these teams aren't the same. So some colleges will play in different, like, not different divisions. I don't Lo- Lower that. ranked. Yeah. Team, like way lower ranked. So UCF will play a bunch of unranked teams. Mm-hmm. And because they're a ranked team, because they're good, they'll just smoke every one yeah. of them. Like you look but at then Al- you'll get Alabama, yeah. who will play a bunch of really, really good teams. Well, that's not even necessarily true. They played Georgia next week, and they played Missouri, who was ranked. LSU was ranked. But they got games against Louisville. Louisville's not a good team. They got games against Arkansas State. They had the game against the Citadel a few weeks back. It's really there I is still no. I think Alabama could beat an NFL team if there, put up to there it. There is no base for it, mm-hmm. and then you, you look lower down the rankings. A team like Fresno State is ten and two, ranked twenty fifth in the nation. Iowa State is seven and four and twenty third. Like, so like for me, like as an outsider, what I'm getting from this though is it kind of seems stupid because they have no part in choosing how their schedule like what teams they're going to be matching up against at that well no they do, do what, the the play, uh, the uh, colleges it's, yeah so wait how does the this colleges explain can it? actually pay t- uh, pay smaller schools to play them oh really so yes. that's how it's going yeah they can they i believe they get to pick their conference picks the certain amount of games they play and then they get to pick like four or five games on the schedule i oh, believe okay. that's how it works and they can also pick how many bye weeks they want to it's usually either one two one or two mm mm-hmm. But the school gets a lot of say in who they play that season. They can really set themselves up for an mm. easier schedule. Okay. Now, I think UCF, the 2017 national champion UCF, because they did claim the national championship, they would love. I think they would love to play a team like Ohio State, but Ohio State wouldn't play them out of fear that they'd lose to them. Mm-hmm. Like, they wouldn't pay the money to play them at, just out of that fear. I'd love to see UCF versus Alabama. I would love to see it, too. I would love to see it. I would love to see UCF shock the world. I'm, I 
I just want to know if they'd be able to stay with him. Well, do you? Well, the current Final Four, and even if what I said happens, if Georgia loses, Oklahoma loses, and Ohio State loses, they'll probably throw either Georgia or Oklahoma in. Probably Georgia still. Nothing will change, even if UCF wins. But out of the four teams right now, who do you think is winning the championship? Alabama. Easy. Yeah, I'd have to say the same. I'm gonna Roll say tide. I'm gonna say Clemson. I don't think Notre Dame has the the power to do it, and yeah. I think Clemson can do it again against Bama. I mean, you think Clemson can beat Bama? They did it before. I know they've done it before, but this team's been rolling this year. They roll every year. It's it's impressive. Alabama loses no more than one game a year. Mm-hmm. It's impressive. ever since the college football playoff has been implemented like three or four years ago. Alabama's been in every one. I feel that like a little bit with Alabama, their reputation precedes them a little bit. Where even where like my, while this is a good Alabama team, it might not be their best one. There's and no such thing as a bad Alabama team. Are your computers literally about to die? It doesn't matter. We're gonna need it soon. What? That's true. Oh, uh, we are. Yeah. 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 I just said it's about to die. You said it doesn't matter. All right. Well, <laughs> UCF should be in. It's a disservice to the nation that they're not putting them in. And the committee should really look at it, especially when it's going to be the same thing next year, because I believe UCF can do it again next year. Now we're just going to move from that to what we're looking forward to this weekend in sports, and we're going to start off with John. John, give us uh, what you're looking forward to most this weekend. Uh, I mean, going off of the schedule that we uh, went over last week for the NFL on Sunday, I'd probably say the best matchup... Uh, you have that piece of paper. Can you hand me that, Trish? I just wanted to look at those games. Thanks, buddy. All right. Yeah, I'd have to say the Pats versus the Vikings. It's probably the most uh, anticipated matchup I'd have uh, on Sunday Night Football. The Pats are red hot coming off that blowout against the Jets, and uh, we everyone knows the Vikings with Kirk Cousins are. Uh, intimidating team to face especially when they're at home so yeah yeah what would you say tony the game's in foxborough john oh well in that case foxborough looks like the pats are gonna win this guy sorry well he just went back it's gonna be a tough game minnesota's a tough team to play in the dome in minnesota that's great they're playing outside of foxborough john we literally talked about last week how uh, Last week, you mean Minis- Tuesday? Or it, Tuesday. It was two days ago, so give about me how, credit. <laughs> about how Minnesota's not going to be able to do the skull champ. And then Tony said, well, they're going to do it anyway. Not? All right, Trish, what's your thing you're looking forward to most this weekend? Uh, I'm looking forward to the Devils game this weekend. Oh, baby. Uh, you know, it's going to be a fun one to watch. Uh, I'm really hoping they can get out of this weird little slump they're in right now. I'm also excited. Are the Sabres playing this weekend? They're playing right now. Oh, they're playing now. Scores right there oh, on the board. Oh shit! They're losing five to four. Three forty-nine left here in the third period. Oh, the Sabers got to pull through. The Sabers got to pull through to win eleven straight. That'd be impressive. Would be, especially against a tough Tampa Bay Lightning team. Seventeen six and two are the Buffalo Sabers this season. That's a strange number considering they've just won quite a bit in a row. Oh, they were. Yeah. I mean, what was their record to start then before they started streaking like this? Horrible. I'll just subtract ten from it, John. It was it was seven six and two, John. They were still a winning record, <laughs> but all. it was still quite bad. 
Well, I remember early in the season, after like four games played, they had a chance to go two and two against Vegas. It would brought the record up to two and two, and I got the notification that this would be the first time that they were five hundred since like two thousand fifteen. Well, now they're quite <laughs> over five hundred. The Buffalo Sabers are quite terrible. I, f- I feel like most teams out of Buffalo just aren't anything special most of the time. Like in recent history, I can't think of a memorable Buffalo team. Well, you you weren't watching when the Sabers had those teams that went to the Eastern Conference Final almost every other year. They had Ryan Miller. When was that? Two thousand six, two thousand seven. Yeah, I said recent memory. It's ten not, years. Not ten years ago. Not recent enough. Nope. And was... there's only one game final in the NHL so far right now. As Blue Jackets have beaten the Wild four two. Oh nope, the Senators also now have just finished off the Rangers three <laughs> nothing. And now we just look forward to the uh, we look at the NBA scores. John had something to say earlier about the Raptors Warriors game. The Raptors were blowing them out earlier, but yeah. the Warriors have made this a eleven point game now, one hundred three ninety two. And what quarter is that now? Fourth, Fourth, ten minutes left. And there's only two other games on the slate today for the NBA. You got the Lakers no. and the Pacers and the Kings and the Clippers. Surprise, surprise. And uh, I guess I guess the Raptors are at home. So. Oh, and Trish just saying the Cavs lost yesterday, one hundred eighty three. That's a surprise. That's what, uh, what's surprising I'm shocked. about that? I'm shocked. I am shocked, and they're playing below their talent level. I believe they Russell. Are. Well, yeah, Russell Westbrook had a triple double. Yeah, but. But what? I, I don't know, man. I just want better from the Cavs. I just I want to see want better. better. I demand a better team. I think uh, the fact that the Wizards lost is quite funny. You would think well, that they would like you know go off because you know the like if in case anyone missed it the Cavs traded Kyle Korver yesterday. Yes, to they Utah. did. Let's let's touch on that real quick. Yeah, and. So nor- normally, I feel like after a team makes a trade like that, it either like the game immediately following that trade either goes one of two ways. They either it's either a confident win or a horrible. You're blowout. acting like this was a team that expected to be in a playoff position, and they just traded away a major piece at the beginning. They do I feel like Trish and I had a ten-minute conversation about how we did expect them to be in a playoff. Yes, piece. but did they expect it? I don't think they expected it. I you think don't think they that expected they're it. mad I don't think, I don't that think everyone Colin assumes... Sexton and a banged-up Kevin Love was going to bring that you team to the playoffs. You don't think the Max and Kevin Love is a sign of, okay, yeah, yeah, let's try and you know win a little bit. No, I think it was an act of pure desperation. Like, uh-oh, everybody can't leave, can they? I mean, they should. Uh, oh, 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 yeah, John. I mean, look at it this way. They're still losing even with Kevin Love, so best of both worlds, I guess. I think the Cavs wanted to prove that they don't need LeBron to win. Celtics going to smack the Cavs tomorrow, too. I hope you realize that. Oh, yeah. The Celtics, no, that's, that's such a losable game for and the Celtics. Since we've been talking these last two minutes, the Warriors have now made it a six-point game. Oh, great. <laughs> wonder who did that. Clay? Is that you? <laughs> Clay? <laughs> And we God, are, getting, are we, you there? It's we, Margaret. We are getting no word in from Clay Thompson in Toronto right now. <laughs> uh, my thing to look forward to this weekend in sports, I got a full weekend when it comes to going to events. Oh, yeah, you just got those Giants I did. tickets. Uh, shout did out to the guy at that? my work that gave me tickets for free. Oh, shit, who they playing? For no reason. They're playing the Bears. Wait, at, at MetLife? Oh, Bears. At oh, MetLife. Uh, I got no, the he's game. going to fly to Chicago. Yeah, after going to the Devils game Saturday night, I'm flying to Chicago. <laughs> To watch Chase Daniel and the Chicago Bears take on Eli Manning and the New York Giants. Yeah, I, I wasted the money on a plane ticket for that. It's it's a two-way plane ticket one day. He's going to go there. Fly right back. Day, so I can be back for the back. Devils game Monday night, Listen, too. Listen, you're lost. I heard Chicago's a lovely city, man. You should go definitely check it out sometime. Other than the I murder rate. deep dish pizza ain't nothing. <laughs> That's true. 
On my, Chicago. My uh, my dad's been to Chicago, and he said he tried the deep dish. John, you see that headline from ESPN? Said it wasn't Magic Johnson on LeBron James usage. We don't want <laughs> we don't want it to be the Cleveland Cavaliers model. I mean, I guess they don't want to make the three straight, four straight, four finals, straight finals, finals and win one. Yeah. I don't understand why you wouldn't want that. Because you don't want it to be all him. He's too old for that now. I understand you don't want it to be all him, but you still want him to be a major player. Yeah. Clippers won again yesterday. They did? The, right there. Oh, shit. 115-99 over the Suns. Against the Suns. Do we count those as victories now? Still a win. It's more just like goes a schedule. the W win. column. They still let up 99 against the Suns. Yeah, that's, that's very low for today's NBA. Yeah, that is. And the Cavs 80 is very upsetting. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is something to be upset about. Uh, let's talk a little bit about um, what other games were yesterday. Do Wait you, a minute, I'm just, those... I just want to see how many times the Cavs scored under 90 points this season. Wait, can we do that? Wait, yeah, bring yeah, that John, up. we're getting to it, don't worry. Uh, we got one. Oh, they scored 95 in that one. Oh, look at that. Yep, there's... Oh, no. The Hornets scored 89 in that one. Oh. <laughs> the Cavs have scored a, under 100 a ton of times. There's two under 90. Uh, there's an 86. Another That's one the Hornets. The That's the Hornets. But, all right, the Cavs don't score under 90 often, but they score under 100 real often. There's another one. 86 against the Nets. The Nets. It's a damn shame. This team's That's not upsetting. good. All right, listen. They're gonna be better. Nope, listen, they're not. You're missing like twenty something. What points did you from Kevin split screen on the left there? It's just it's the football video game. Video unavailable the entire time. It's the football game, but it's not working. At the very least, get the Raptor game in split screen. Amazon that's like, that's streams games. Just Thursday night. Sponsored by Amazon. All right. Well, <laughs> let's. This was a short show. It was a Thursday. Yeah. This yeah. isn't our usual Tuesday show. This is. No. Yeah. This is the. Uh... The this, is, this is the, the express two. version of this show. Yeah, but, uh, we're gonna we're still gonna end this show the same way we do every time. We're gonna give you our hot takes to end the broadcast. We're gonna yeah. start off with Trish because Trish had the microphone in his mouth ready to go. Trish, give us your hot take. Yeah, uh, hot Trish. take. Yeah, I think that the Saints are gonna come back and they are going to put Houston in their place. Trish, Trish makes that. You mean Dallas? That's what I meant. Trish <laughs> makes that his hot take after earlier on in the program saying. It's gonna That's be like, I'm not going to make a comment on it. That's like a lukewarm take Why did you just Google lightning? Because I meant to Google the Tampa Bay lightning. <laughs> oh, the Buffalo Sabres will not make it 11 straight. Ah, the lightning have defeated them 5-4. That's, that's uh, my, real my. upsetting right there. John, what's your hot take, man? My hot take? Yeah, my hot take is that my hot take, the yeah. New Orleans Saints will not come back. Oh, what? That's not that, a hot Those take. are just composing. What My hot take should be okay, the freaking tie. I don't really know what's going on <laughs> this weekend. So my, okay, my hot take, my hot take, the Raiders won't will score actually more than one touchdown for once. Didn't they Ooh. do that last week? They did. I think they scored seven, didn't they? Who'd they play? Uh, it's uh, the Raiders. San Diego, man, right? Or LA now. Nah, John, they scored 17 points last week against Baltimore. That still sucks. They scored six against the Chargers. Okay, I was thinking ago. the Chargers. John was going back to a game three weeks ago. Man. They, they scored, scored three against I got the, the Raiders. I got the Chargers on my They mind, beat okay? the Cardinals. That's what I'm saying. They scored 23 points. I'm trying to think of it. Okay, my hot take. The Devils will sweep the back-to-back Friday and Saturday versus Washington and Winnipeg. That is a big, big statement right there. Two in a row. And, uh, boys, I think the second show is in the books. All right. All right. Let's do it. Uh, Trish, you want to say goodbye to all the viewers? 
Bye, everybody. We Hope just want to we just want to thank you here at the show for tuning in again. Thank you, giving all. us the love on our first episode. Yeah, we loved oh, yeah. it. We had one bad comment. It was quite upsetting. <laughs> but we don't let the hate. This get show to us. is dedicated to I have Crocs on SoundCloud. Yeah, we love you. We I love have you. Crocs. I have Crocs. <laughs> thank you for listening and then leaving a terrible comment about our show. <laughs> it was fantastic. You listen to the thing. I don't know. All right, thanks everybody. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday for more super hot takes. Or lukewarm takes. I don't know how you're looking at it. <laughs> but takes. that's it. Episode two, boys. We, yeah, we're, right. we've, arrived. we've, we have arrived. we've arrived. We have arrived. We have arrived. John, I'm going to let you say goodbye to everybody. All right, everyone. Good night.